Hey there, we're those sci-fi guys, and this is that those sci-fi guys show. Just two working dudes, different lives, different jobs, but a whole lot of love for science fiction and the fun that comes with. We're your hosts, I am P.S. McKay, and just like Futurama coming back without John DiMaggio, I'm not feeling right. Maybe a little hollow They said inside. they're still in discussion. <laughs> so, I'm just going to say, quiet you! <laughs> Here's hoping that, that that doesn't go sideways, because not having Bender, or having somebody else try to do Bender is just not right. Continue with your introduction, and we can talk a little bit more about this fiasco. I'm DT Cavman, and I love Futurama. <laughs> Hi, DT Cavman. Um, no, the internet, the internet does not forgive. That's the problem. And the they the, when you shared that news with me yesterday. I'm like they can't replace Bender. I, he's they like, can't. He's like the 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 second heart of the show, uh, or the third heart. I don't know. He's part of the Trinity Trinity there. Right. It's Fry, Bender, and Leela are yeah. the main characters of the show. Exactly. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they might be able to do it. And I didn't even think about the backlash that the internet was going to cause. Apparently, John DiMaggio has been retweeting a whole bunch of tweets sent by fans of, of gifts by and memes, and because he's Matt Groening's Netflix show, Disenchantment, he is on that show. Is he? He is. Well, he was because that show got canceled. But no, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Well, the next, the the next. Uh... The part four of the series is coming out like this week. Maybe it's not. Hmm. Maybe it's not continued, but there's something about it. I never really got into it. Uh, Well, to me, it's just never been as laugh out loud funny as either The Simpsons or um, uh, or, or Futurama. But it's, Let me I never found it. I, I found it interesting. I'm looking forward to the next part to come out. Yeah, you're right. It's it wasn't it wasn't a laugh a minute. It, it just it just didn't hold my interest at all. Then again, not a lot of things hold my interest, and maybe that's a character flaw. So I, I mean, it, it looks like it looks like it, it wasn't canceled the way I was thinking it was. It just but, takes uh, so long between these half seasons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I got it confused with the review where someone was like, it's not The Simpsons, it's not Futurama, it's its own thing, and it doesn't. it's not going for the same laughs. No. No, so. it's not. It's, um, it's a bit of an odd show. I find... <laughs> It is a little odd. Uh, what is there's a uh, oh god, what's the little demon thing? That's her sidekick. Is it an incubus or a succubus or a? Oh jeez, I'm. Ah. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta look. It's 
Uh, you don't have to. It, no, it's now fine. it's going to drive me nuts. Lucy, personal demon. That That's all they say. That's our personal demon. Okay. Yes. Well, there you go. And that's a delightful play on words there. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. It's funny. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, he, he He's just, he's kind of like the show's bender. Super it, sarcastic. Okay. Definitely the the most prone to evil behavior. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Huh. And well, uh, man. John DiMaggio plays the main character's dad. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Plays the okay. king. The king. <laughs> but you're right. So Matt Groening, this is a Matt Groening thing with Futurama, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming yeah, he's coming back. Yeah. I mean, I would be surprised. I mean, voiceover work is very flexible. I don't, you know, aside from it being a, a salary thing, which. It was, apparently. He was, you know, they had brought in Billy West and Katie Sagal, but apparently. I don't know if he was offered the same level or something. It's just, it really won't get off the ground without him. No, no. And I mean, that needs to be very apparent. And at this point, considering the internet has let loose the dogs or released the hounds, if you will. So, <laughs> but anyway. Large and in charge, baby. <laughs> Enough about enough about Futurama. We're we're uh, here to talk about something else before we get started. Anything else you want to discuss? Everything good on the home front? Mm, so far, good. All right. Well, we're here to talk about the book. Literature. We're here Boba to talk Fett. about literature. Literature. You all brought your copies of the latest book. Oh my goodness. Is this going to be one of those nights? It is. It's going to be one of those nights. Always All right. Nights. <laughs> the Book of Boba Fett, starring Tamora Morrison, uh, Ming-Na oh, Wen. Man. And oh, then man. the cast of The Mandalorian. <laughs> and then the entire cast of The Mandalorian, <laughs> including Mando himself. And which <laughs> the legendary Amy Sedaris. Yoda. Yeah, she was back. Yep. John oh Favreau was back. Emily Swallow was back. Yep. Uh, oh, my God. I forgot John Favreau played uh, one of the other Mandos. Paz Vizsla. <laughs> yeah, Paz Vizsla. Obviously related to um, pre-Vizsla from right. the Clone Wars. Who Tar we first saw wield the Dark the Darksaber. Which, when I saw that in Clone Wars for the first time, after I already saw the Dark Saber in Mando, I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." So that's where well, that is. I saw the Dark Saber <laughs> cut through. I was like, "Oh shit!" Just got real. Everyone had that feeling except me because I had no idea the ramifications of the Dark Saber. Well, like... <laughs> for me, that was like the end of of the original Avengers when that's Thanos. I'm like. Oh, that must be somebody big. That's someone. <laughs> Who's that? 
I'm sitting in the theater with my phone going, who's the purple guy in the chair at the end of the Avengers? Thanus? So, Thanus. Okay. <laughs> A lot of people thought it was pronounced that way. Like, yeah. ew. The same people who refer to Brent Spiner's character as Data. Data. <laughs> Let me tell that you. That was Patrick man. Stewart who set the stage for Data. Yes. You know, I, I, I'll say this about the book of Boba Fett. It was definitely not quite at the same level as the Mandalorian. I will admit. But I enjoyed it. You know. Okay. Well, let's let's get started. Um. Okay. So I don't I don't want, I don't think we should do an overall. I, I I mean I don't think we should do an episode by episode review. No. I, I mean, it's an overall story. All right, so I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. Keep going. Well, the book of Boba Fett, obviously, it can it kind of filled in some of the gaps of the, the history of Boba Fett after basically the first few episodes covered chunks of what Boba Fett had been up to between when he got knocked into the Sarlacc pit and then when he shows up in The Mandalorian. Yes, we basically and, got to and, see it all through flashbacks. Yes. And, you know, basically to where he is at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, when he and Fennec Shand uh, go in and wreck Bib Fortuna's ass and takes over. You know? I, they just kind of shot him. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he killed a whole lot of other people getting in there. Yeah, yeah, true. Now, that that is interesting, that... Boba Fett, who was almost the silent gunslinger sort, you know, in his brief appearances in the previous movies and stuff, you get to actually hear him and you get to see a a different side of him, you know. Uh, People, he's not... Just straight up shooting everybody, you know, who pisses him off. <laughs> well, I, I feel like he he had that certain amount of restraint as well when we first saw him in Empire. He's no good to me, dead. Yeah, well, you know, he was calculating, uh, patient. I, I mean, he he was a predator, but a predator that knew when to strike. He wasn't just an indiscriminate. No, you know, scourge. But it was pretty cool to watch him crush all those stormtroopers last season in that uh, <laughs> episode on Tython. Uh huh. Where he just straight wrecks dudes first with the gaffy stick, and then when he gets his armor back, it's a, it's a. We finally get to see him use the equipment properly. You want to know? I, I, I was as I was reading some of the the reviews of the the finale someone had brought up uh that when you see Tamora Morrison use the ga- uh the gaffy stick without his helmet on it, particularly in uh Mandalorian season 2 and 
at times in the Book of Boba Fett, he's he does the Maori haka, facial, yeah, the facial expressions, the, the quiet the haka, and, yeah, yeah, as he's fighting the, you know, so he brings his own personal culture into it, which I think adds a nice flavor to the story. Yeah. No. And of course, we see Boba taking off his helmet a lot. Which, <laughs> a lot. You know, which I actually I think he spent most more time out of his helmet than in his helmet in in the show. It's kind of like Iron Man three, how he spent very little time in the Iron Man suit. Right. <laughs> so. uh, let's see. So, all right, what? Why don't we go through what we liked, and then let's go through what we felt were opportunities. <laughs> you mean missed opportunities? Oh my goodness! Did we lose you again? Oh, sorry. Uh, P.S. is having a little bit of problems with his uh, technology here. Um, I can hear you now. Well, good. Um, you have to remember that you have the more expensive technology that continues to fail you. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. I have no idea. Let me put it to you what this way. Happened. I feel like I'm in Battlestar Galactica in the Galactica. The old equipment was uh, yes. less prone to the, <laughs> the, the corded phones with the. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. The more sophistication, the more uh, the more likelihood there is for a mess up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so shall we continue? We were yeah. So like about I said, let's start a like and then. Maybe yeah. some of the missed opportunities of the show? Yes. All right. For starters, overall, did you like it or not like it? Overall, I liked it. Borderline loved it. Okay. How would you compare it against Mandalorian, either season one or two? I kind of enjoyed Mando more. Uh, season Mando season two, I enjoyed the most. Book of Boba Fett next, and then Mando season one. Although it's not fair because Mando is basically resetting the entire universe. Right. Uh, I will go ahead and place it firmly behind both seasons of The Mandalorian because I think they did tighter storytelling. Oh, and that's something that I wanted to talk about. That's an opportunity. But, <laughs> but I did enjoy it, and Borderline loved it as well. It was... Now, the, a lot of the difference, too, is that there was a lot of expectation with Boba Fett versus an unknown new character. And to be honest with you, we made it through the entire first season of The Mandalorian without any real uh, legacy characters. True. We, we basically got to see uh, Mando level up a la... <laughs> a la uh, uh, video game style with his with his armor, right? And he had these different tasks. Um, yeah. 
that he had to set up, you know, quid pro quo stuff, which, you know, simplistic, but fine. You know, that that worked. That was still enjoyable. And what was the what was the character played by Nick Nolte? Quill. I have spoken. Uh, I, I liked him. I liked him a lot. And when we saw him again okay. near the end of the season, I was like, oh, this is great. We get to see him again. This is nice. Yeah, I also liked Taika Waititi as the IG eleven. I don't know. I don't know the number designate, but it was, it was an IG eleven. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, yeah, so I, mean, I but the closest season thing one... to recognizable faces were all the cameos that showed up <laughs> in in Boba. No, in the original first oh, season of Mando. Yeah. And you know what? There were ninety percent of them were fucking comedians. <laughs> well, Jason, Jason Sudeikis. I mean, what Jason the hell? Sudeikis, Adam Pally, <laughs> Bill Burr. Yep. Uh, oh, Brian Posehn. Brian Posehn, Andy <laughs> Sedaris, Horatio Sands. Yep. Oh man, you know that's what we were missing in Boba Fett, Bill Burr. I think you might see him again. And, and the funny thing is, he's not like a Star Wars fan. No. But his character was kind of fun in his first episode. He mm-hmm. was really good in the episode that they brought him back. And he has that great showdown with the Imperial officer in the mess yep. hall. Yep, that was great. That, that was really that great. That showed some acting skills from that I didn't realize Bill Burr had. Comedians are natural actors. It, you, you wouldn't think so, but just just from... Their storytelling ability, and that's what most comedians are now. They're storytellers. It's easy to tap into a, a, an acting chop, you know. Yeah, some can act all right. Like if you watch Jerry Seinfeld on his show, he was okay. He was never <laughs> the great actor who stood out. No. <laughs> so neither was Ray Romano, at least not in his show. You know, he's grown. Jerry's decided he doesn't want to get back into it. He likes doing stand-up comedy. So that's what he does. You know, but some of these dudes are not the best actors, and some (laughs) have decided to go and have knocked out some really good, serious roles. Look at Robin Williams. He started off as a stand-up comic, started doing comedies, and then he's an Oscar-winning actor in hugely successful dramas and horror movies or not Mm -hmm. horror movies but thrillers and comedies and it you know but there's a and of course there's a lot of star i'm waiting for pat and oswald to show up in one he's shown up in marvel (laughs) you know he's a huge star wars he's shown up in marvel twice yes (laughs) two two separate uh, roles and two separate roles agents of shield and then eternals Uh, the cut cut scene there um Going back to going back to Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. we if it, it feels like it did rely on a lot of cameos and stuff. However, um, we're not getting the opportunities yet. Um, I really enjoyed the vindication. Speaking of Patton Oswald, of seeing Boba get out of the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> you know, there had been pictures. You know, there had been like uh, fan art for years of like Boba crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it was pretty good. Question I have is how long he was in the Sarlacc pit. 
it's not talked about, but he couldn't have been there long because of the acid. Yeah, but I think he was. I don't think it was that soon because, like, the wreckage wasn't still smoking when he came out. Oh, you're right. Maybe he was. Maybe he was out for a couple days, and it was his armor that kept him going. But he came out of that scarred. Yeah. Yeah, brutally scarred. Um, I no, don't know. the back. The back did did soften a lot of that. But um, yeah, yeah, he did, and of course, living with the Tuscans was not an easy life. Which, by the <laughs> way, that was something very good they did. The I like seeing the a humanity to the Tuscans, yeah. Yes, it was fascinating. Uh, very much reminds me of one, some like um, almost a little bit of Dances with Wolves. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're a not little, wrong. I mean, a it's little. a very westernized show or western style show, so that that kind of. It does kind of play into that whole over arc, doesn't it? Well, again, the the biggest influences for the most part for Star Wars were like westerns and samurai movies, right? Yep. That's where you see some of the biggest things in in Star Wars. Yeah. So, you know, you get a little bit of that. Uh, I mean, Fett with his armor on is almost like a lone samurai. Mm-hmm. You know. But he's also like the lone gunman. Which, by the way, Cad Bane at the end of episode <laughs> six, walking out of the desert like like a bad guy from a, that was from a straight, classic western. Like, that was straight out of Lawrence of Arabia. It was, apparently he was um, modeled after the actor Lee Van Cleef, who was in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly a few dollars more, like these Clint Eastwood westerns. Yeah, the, the spaghetti, spaghetti western. westerns. Yep. And I guess that's the, the bride, the wide bird hat, how he kind of walked his attitude. And I've seen those movies, and then when I've heard those, you know, that's where some of the inspiration went. I'm like, yes, yes, I can see that. Because <laughs> I was did a you huge... know? Did you know it was Cad Bane? As soon right as away. it started walking, I knew it was Cad Bane. Yeah. Because you could just see a little bit of the outline through the wavy heat of mm-hmm. like, well, he's wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really too many people who wear hats in Star Wars. There's a lot of helmets. There's yep. headdresses. But like, he wears a fucking cowboy hat in Star Wars. Okay. How Which... badass, how badass do you have to be <laughs> to wear a cowboy hat? You know? And, and defeat and a, the Jedi and, as much and as he duster, has. You know, in, and, a, and, in Star Wars. And be the be the uh, literally the bane of the Jedi's existence <laughs> while they no, were at their height. Yeah, no, <laughs> no pun intended there, right? No pun intended. But and I know uh, some people were a little frustrated with, you know, that he didn't. His facial features were different from. He wasn't as dark a blue. I heard somebody's come out and say that, you know, he's also. 25 years older. We don't know how Duro's age. Yeah. Could be that they get their their skin fades a little as they get older. I can buy that. I know they're saying his his mouth was a little too high. Well, again, these are things from you know, animation that you know, you just can't 
translate. It's kind of like Ahsoka. I bet you that if her montrails and, and head head stuff was all the size it had been at it, the end of Rebels, it would have been really hard for her to maneuver, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. As you noticed in, you know, Shock T was always seen in like a background role and not really done much in the prequels. Remind me of who Shock T was. Shock T was a Jedi master who was also Togruta. And she was older, of course, so she had high the high mantra and you know, the horns. Oh, okay. Yeah, she had like three or four deaths in the prequel trilogy because they kept getting cut. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I can't hear you now. You can't hear me? No, now, yeah, that was on you, man. Yeah, that was me. I accidentally <laughs> hit my, the, the little plug. Basically, uh, you know, she's one of those characters who had, like, multiple deaths that got retconned and stuff. But yeah. anyway, you know, it's the same practicality of the, uh, you know, the, the, the makeup and the, uh, you know, the prosthetics and whatnot versus... You know, I'm sure they they might have been able to do a little something with computers, but again, as we've seen with, you know, Star Trek Deep Face Luke, uh, you know, they they're still having a little bit of issues, even with this much better version this year. Mm-hmm. So now, okay, and you talked about his hat being a little bit smaller. I did. I watched a video that compared his voice throughout the years in Clone Wars and then uh, the Bad Batch and then here. His voice was almost the same in Bad Batch as it is here, which is not surprising. They took a little less synthesizer out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But his hat was the same size in Bad Batch as it is here, too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's again. It's a lot of this is just <laughs> practical stuff, and uh, I thought I was I was so stoked when he was back in Bad Batch, and of course, since Bad Batch is, has another season coming out, even even Let's if Cad more. Bane is dead, spoiler alert, <laughs> yes, Boba finally gets his revenge on Cad Bane, which by well, that's the way, what I wanted to talk about as well. The the lost episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, the I've seen the video cuts of that. Well, what, what so what was he getting his revenge on Cad Bane for? Did they did they tangle previously? So Boba Fett in in the Clone Wars He's a kid. Was, he was a kid. He was he attempted to kill Mace Windu several times. Yep. Because of the you know, he Mace killed Django, his dad. And then he he then Boba finally was put in a Republic prison, broke out. Uh, and then he started his own, you know, like gang, like of bounty hunters and stuff, mm-hmm. which for a short time included Ventress, another great character from the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, she's great. Um, and in, when the Clone Wars was canceled, they had several 
episodes in the works that were never fully rendered. They they had gotten released at one point. Uh, and you can still find clips of them, but there was the I think the Bad Batch was originally the Bad Batch was originally supposed to air in that. And there was early drafts of a different version of what we saw in in Clone Wars season seven. Yes. That came back. Yeah. But there was a uh, an arc or maybe it was an episode where Cad Bane takes Boba Fett under his wing. And the kid was, you know, like a teenager. And then shit goes sideways between them and they <laughs> duke it they duke it out. Or well, they have a gunfight. And that dent that's been in Boba Fett's helmet ever since Empire Strikes Back, that was from Cad Bane's blaster. And oh. Cad Bane is, when Boba kills Bane and you see his hat fall off and like metal plate on his head. That uh-huh. was from Boba Fett. That's why he's like, I'll give you one last lesson. Interesting. Okay. I, I wanted to ask you, because I know you've got a deeper foot into the mythology than I do. Well, um, because I've rewatched all of the seasons of The Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> and by the way, The Clone Wars is a great watch. It's fun. It I is. haven't finished it yet, but it is. The it's great. The deeper you get into the series, the better it gets. Not mm-hmm. only in the the uh, the rendering by season seven, it's the computer animation is phenomenal. Oh and, yeah, and the final lightsaber duel in uh, the Clone Wars season seven was actually mocap. Oh, really? That's cool. So Ray Park came back to motion capture Darth Maul. They had some actress who's, I guess, maybe a stunt woman or something Uh who who played Ahsoka's uh, motion capture. So it's the probably the most realistic and fluid lightsaber duel ever put on computer animation was that season seven episode 12 victory and death uh it might have been 11 well that's on here too it's under a list of essential ahsoka episodes so the last three episodes of the clone wars season seven they actually changed the intro they basically made it kind of align up with how things looked around revenge of the sith they made it look like it was a movie okay it was so good it really was well that was when she ran into to anakin as he was in the middle of his downfall right just before just before okay Not to get sidetracked, but there, there was, um, yeah, there, there is a a lot to to say about characters from the Clone Wars or from animation who are now popping up in these live action Star Wars shows. Cat Bane, Bo Katan, and Ahsoka are chiefly among them. And hopefully, Grand Admiral Thrawn, Ezra Bridger, and Sabine Wren, which have all been 
rumored, some almost all but confirmed. You don't, you don't, you don't bring back Ahsoka, and oh God, I already forgot her name. Katie Sackoff's character, Bo-Katan. Yeah, Bo-Katan. You just said it too. Um, <laughs> you don't bring them back without bringing back Ezra and Thrawn. And uh, uh, Sabine, Sabine. Well, Sabine, but who is the pilot, the Twi'lek pilot? Oh, God, I, I hope Hera comes Samara. Back. Hera. It's Hera, Hera. Hera Syndulla. Samara's, Samara Syndulla, that's what I was going for. Her father was the Twi'lek resistance leader. Yep, against yep, both that you saw the Separatists and against the Empire in... Rebels and in Bad Batch, you'll get to see that too. Yeah. So. So. Um. Okay, we can agree that the cameos are great fun. They uh, were, and some I think served. Cad Bane showing up was a very good ad. It felt it it fit with the Boba Fett part. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was gratuitous. I think it actually had something to do with character growth. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because every they consider that lost episode canon. So well, I think they they're considered everything canon when it comes to all the animation stuff. Yes, but the the lost stuff that was never fully put out there. Well, that was. I mean, Netflix redid that. I mean, no, they didn't do that. No, they oh. they aired the last complete episodes. Oh, okay. So, but so the these, ones that never aired, but okay, I got that you. were never finished. There's yeah, parts that have some animation, as you know, it's very basic level animation, and have uh, voice that they right. have, uh, um, you know, uh, dialogue voice recordings. Yeah, but that Boba Fett Cad Bane duel is referenced in this, and it pays off. You know, it brings pays off well. Death- it brings more depth to Boba's character. It definitely gives a lot more gravitas to the showdown at the end because mm-hmm. they've crossed paths several times before. And after Django was killed, Cad Bane was considered the best and most dangerous bounty hunter in the galaxy. And yep. so Boba kind of grew and was known as that for a while as well. So. You have that. You get the Pikes, which were first shown in the Clone Wars and then shown in Solo as kind of the main antagonists. Were oh man, they, they were the spice in Solo. Lines of yes. Oh man. Yes. What is what is the deal with the spice? Like, it's a what, drug. what does it do? It's a drug. That's it. Yeah. They say it's heavily influenced by, like, the spice from Dune. Well, yeah, but... But was... it's, it's like a hallucinogen. Uh, you know, it's, it's a drug, basically. It's a drug. That would explain why Cobb Vanth kicked it over and had the wind take it away. Right. So, Which, a couple things a couple things that I want to just Vanth, say. Cobb Vanth, by the way, was a character from the Season Disney seven? canon book series that that it was the oh uh, uh, yeah it was like the some of the first books that disney put out that was supposed in to, aftermath yes he was in the aftermath books okay 
was wondering if I should read those books, but I, I feel like I'm already. I tell you, I, I haven't. No, no, I haven't. Not that I haven't wanted to. I just haven't. Yeah. But that's where Cobb Vance came from. And basically, they're tying a lot of what you learned, what I guess most of what was done in the books is still kind of matches up with the Cobb Vance you see in TV. Well, I'm, yeah, because otherwise canon means nothing. Right. So no. There's a lot of people <laughs> who don't subscribe to it. Me, I'm a fan of it because as a history guy, I like learning the history of things. I like, I like, I just like it, you know. I won't lose my mind too bad if, uh, you know, there's some discrepancies in canon, but. Well, you'd have, you have to be forgiving to some things like, oh, I didn't know transporters could transport through shields. (laughs) <laughs> you can explain some of these things away yourself Yes, or... a wizard did it Yeah so... Pretty wizard um, Alright, so What were the good things that you think of? So, we were just talking about him I like, I loved Cobb Vanth I thought he was great I thought he was um, Just exactly what we needed to see in On this planet of Tatooine Right um, a lot of people compared that role to his role in his show Justified. Yep. And well, yeah, uh, <laughs> there's really no getting away from that. Um, I was devastated. I thought that he was going to survive um, episode six when he dueled with Cobb. Uh, I'm sorry, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Um, because the if you put on, a friend of mine showed me this. If you put on the subtitles. It's, you know, you can hear the townsfolk as they uh, swarm him saying he's still breathing. Can we get a med kit and, you know, whatnot. But then and then in the finale. The uh, the, the townsfolk, the from Freedom Town Freetown. show up uh, Freetown. They show up and they say Cad Bane killed Cobb Banth in, in cold blood. No, they said they shot him down in cold blood. That's oh, what OK. Which, which is a good word choice because a lot of people. It's thought, a it's a tight cold choice, yeah. Well, you know, because <laughs> that was the post credit scene, you know, or like the very end, right? Which was yeah. And I was like, hmm, that sucks because I was hoping to see a little bit more. <laughs> and you know, Cad Bane kind of hints that he killed them, right? Or I think yeah. he might even thinks he killed them, but it was good to see. Uh, him in the back to tank with the uh, the mod surgeon who he used to save Fennec Shand, who'd worked on the mods. Right. Which I gotta wonder how much are they really gonna mod him? Like, he, are... I think he's gonna get a new arm. Oh man. Because okay. It looked like it hit him up here. Yeah, it hit him in the right shoulder. Left. No, it hit him in the right shoulder. Ah, oh, left shoulder. I, I rewatched it three times. It was the right shoulder. It was not. It was the left shoulder, man. Hmm. If only there was some way we could go back and review the tape. Anyway, <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. He's because losing the, something. Because the way he spins, uh, it was away from his gun hand. 
All valid points. They're all valid points. I'm just I'm seeing in my mind's eye something different. He was shifting. He knew he had to take the most dangerous guy out, which was Cobb, before he shifted to the stupid deputy. <laughs> the he overzealous just, puffy. He straight up murdered that dude. Yeah. He, gunned, he blasted a whole about six section. shots or something there. <laughs> and apparently that guy it was uh, is Tamara Morrison's stunt double. Oh, really? Oh, good for him. He got, yeah. he got some screen time and everything. That's nice. And the guy who was the Luke Skywalker double last season was one of the X-Wing pilots that pulled, oh. that pulled over Mando. <laughs> they were trying to pull over Mando. With the same X-Wing pilot. Uh, from the, the Ice, uh, the from ice the Spider ice episode. And the one who, you know, gave uh, uh, Cara Dune, Dune, the, Cara the, Dune. The, the badge. Yep. Um, yeah. Captain something. I'm drawing a blank on him. Um, but he and he's in everything that actor um yeah. okay so i got we a really question. should know we really should know these guys if we're gonna talk about there's them. a million of them and they're all like they're I all meant the actors some of the actors. oh yeah <laughs> i know right <laughs> we should, i mean this is all stream of conscious how can we plan it right. I, so, know, I know <laughs> um uh he was the father in all american girl <laughs> He was, I guess he's in that show, Kim's Convenience, on uh, on Netflix. Okay. I don't know that one. But anyway. So this um, one had, had some pretty good... Uh, this, this had some pretty good uh, uh, comedians. Oh, Paul Sun Hung Lee. That's, that's the actor. Okay. Um, he plays uh, Carson Teva. He's the 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 X-wing pilot. Yeah, you've yep. got just just looking at the cameos or the the <laughs> guest stars. You've got I forgot I forgot Stephen Root. Stephen Root. Root was in this. He was great. He has pulled. He's pulled the the. He's pulled the famous. Two franchise leap. He what? played a Klingon in the next generation. He did? He was the captain of the bird of prey in Unification. That was him? It I was just him. watched. I literally just Don't watched. Do you remember when he took Data Stapler? Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming back now. And of course, because Robert Rodriguez is. Like one of the main guys behind this show, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo was, I mean, it was guaranteed he had to be there. And of course, well, he was the Rancor handler. <laughs> well, it's kind of like how Bruce Campbell is in every in every Sam Raimi thing, and mm-hmm. how um, how uh, Greg Grunberg is in every J.J. Abrams thing, and how Nathan Fillion is in every Sean uh, in every James Gunn thing. This is true. This so. is true. <laughs> oh my god, Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah, Phil Lamar was the Pike boss. Yeah, Look Hermes. You know, the Phil Lamar has voiced some great characters, right? For starters, he was Marvin in Pulp Fiction when he got his head blown off in the back <laughs> yeah, of the car. He was. <laughs> he played the Green Lantern in Justice League. 
yeah. the, the the animated series. He was uh, John Stewart, the, the Green Lantern. He's Hermes Conrad in uh, Futurama. Yep. He was in Supergirl as uh, Martian Manhunter's brother. He's um, Jesus. Well, he was in Mad TV. That's where. Well, that's got, how oh, I know him from. Right, but he's, he's the UPS guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he he's, he's been in a ton of stuff. He did voices. He was Kit Fisto in Clone Wars. The, Which one the, was that one? The the green Jedi with like the tentacles coming out of the back of his head. Was he? Did he have the? He did. He didn't have the the filter on his mouth, did he? No, you're thinking of. He was filter. a master. He, they were both masters. Master. You were thinking of um, Plo Koon. Yes, yes, I am. You're who right. Who was the fake out character that everybody that people thought was going to appear in the season finale of episode two? Mando. Uh, Mando. Yeah, yes, that was the fake out character. <laughs> because oh, Dave can Filoni you imagine if they the, did that? Hey, that would have been cool. Dave Filoni is a huge Plo Koon fan. I think He's, I think a good portion of the audience would have been, what is this? Why why is the music crescendoing to this character? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I, that would have been cool. I I thought Plo Koon was great in the Clone Wars. Super stoked to see Luke Skywalker go full ham, you know, full legend style. Luke oh Skywalker. yeah, yeah. Which and that, by the that's... way, <laughs> the the the. The special effects upgrade of Luke Skywalker this year was so much better. Very good. It, it was like I, I was sitting with my nose two inches from the screen, and I couldn't, I couldn't see the seam. You know, yep. and it was that was a great. You know, it's sees episodes like five and six of the Book of Boba Fett really should just have been like the first two episodes of Mando season three. What you think <laughs> well, about it? Because this is, part of, this is part of what my opportunity is. But continue, yeah. Or even better, if they were both running concurrently, that would make sense. Like, okay, so these episodes are in this show, these episodes are in this show, but these characters keep coming over and, like, crisscrossing, and then they're going to have, like, this... It was kind of like all the Arrowverse stuff. Yeah. Like you would see them show up on each other's shows, and then it would set up the next crossover. Or, or like uh, with Grey's Anatomy and Fire Station 19. They do all those massive crossovers all the freaking time. Yeah. <laughs> I, think they, I think they stole that from Dick Wolf. Oh, they to, did. Who used to do it with the Law and Order. Now he's doing it with the, um, the, the, the Chicago franchise. The one Chicago. They have somebody from, every, from each show like it, in like almost every episode. There's somebody from the other show. <laughs> It's not quite like, you know, like the NCS, like the rare crossover where someone would show up. Right. Or the, no, this is like, and they will have like a, whatever, three episode long, like story, you know, where it's <laughs> like, oh, this, you have to watch all three shows to know how this story ends. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, let's, that, would have, um, that would have been neat. That would have, I think, kind of, I think helped some of these crossovers a little bit like. Boba's got this shit going on here, and then Mando's going on here, and they like each show up to help each other out. But this, I definitely think, will set up. I think Boba's going to show up in season three to help Mando and whatever he's doing, because well, now, the way. now Mando kind of <laughs> owes him. 
No, now he owes Mando. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the way. This so, is the way. <laughs> um, anything else you you want to rave about before we go into opportunities? Okay, so because I loved seeing t- Luke. T- tell loved, me, love seeing Ahsoka. The end when Fennec Shan comes in and just kills, like goes full assassin mode. I mean, it it was. I was wondering if she was. I, I, I appears for the, the entire fight scene. <laughs> she was not there. She was just gone. It's the invisible, the invisible hand in this room that that you know is probably you know half the size of you know a, a, a Toyota Camry. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, she killed everybody, and in some yeah. pretty creative ways. Well, she hung the mayor, uh, <laughs> which was gruesome. <laughs> you don't see it. anything. You don't you see it, but you hear it. Like, like, um, yeah, that was perfect. I I liked that too. Uh, it was. That was uh, great. You know, Ming Na Wen has become one of the best small screen action stars of the last twenty years. She and she's like she's closer to sixty than she is fifty. Yeah, like just. She no, and she doesn't look it. She doesn't. She, I mean, she moves. She does a ton of her own stunts. She kicks ass. She was great in Agents of Shield. I love Melinda May. And oh my god, she was born in. Oh my god, she's she's fifty eight. Yeah, I thought she was like fifty six, maybe fifty five, but fifty eight. Yeah. She wow. She, I think she kicked more ass than Boba did in this show. Mm-hmm. She was straight up badass, man. Yes. That was a great scene right there. I'm a big fan of Ming-Na Wen. <laughs> She's just got some great range. She does. And you she know, plays it all great. What did you think of the battle? Um, I thought there were some great scenes. I loved the Rancor. Rancor was a Godzilla moment, which was hilarious. It was more of a King <laughs> Kong moment when he's up on the tower. Well, it was, a, I mean, obviously it was a, a throwback to the kaiju yeah. genre. So it was right. both, I mean, you know. so There was definitely some similarities, like when you see, like, the top the of back his head. scales. Yep. <clears throat> and, and so it was pretty good to see that. Um, you got to see, you got to see Boba actually riding a giant beast. Like in, uh, like in the holiday, holiday special. That's the only part of the holiday special that's on Disney Plus. You can watch that. Really, that's it. Yeah, of course. George Lucas wanted that whole thing burned. Oh man! I mean, you can obviously see the whole thing on YouTube, which I started to show. I started to show Mrs. McKay, and she's like, "Is this whole thing going to be a bunch of Wookies just growling at each other?" I'm like, "I think it will be." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It's not to so, say that we don't love some Wookies. Black Kurzatan. Oh my god. Good. He was great. Like I, I, talk about a character that takes a beating and keeps on going. Uh, and he's just picking up bodies and throwing them at the bike. You know, when you look when you think about it and you look back at Chewbacca, Chewbacca's kind of lanky. This thing was Huge. He was a masterfully built, yeah, yeah, beast. Uh, just and and his facial, his face was very expressive too. 
Well, of course, you there's the difference now from you know 1977 <laughs> that, that we have to Understood. work with Chewy. Understood, but oh, really, <laughs> you're cold. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. You know um, there, there's they had some really solid characters. You know, um, Bobo was good. I think he could have been better. But he was good. I like. I really liked Tamora Morrison. He definitely was bringing a lot of gravitas and a little bit of humor. His his wit was was pretty good, but he was he brings a a subtlety to Boba Fett that I was you know I didn't really see before. True. You have Ming Na Wen, who we've always dis- already discussed, is was great. You know the Tuscan parts were excellent. You know mm-hmm. this kind of teaching Boba Fett to learn to work as a team. And by the way, when he's finally accepted into the tribe and they're doing that dance, that was most certainly yeah. a haka. Yeah, that was that was. I mean, it just looked like it. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome, right there. I, you know, one thing I, I, they mentioned that Tatooine was a water world. Um, did you know that? Was, is that common knowledge among, among I think it was fan something, base? I think it was something in Legends that, that they decided to mention. Yeah. Well, Filoni likes Legends. He'll, he, Thrawn. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I mean, some of <laughs> these guys, you know, some of these things are being brought back out of Legends, you know, kind of dusting mm-hmm. them off. Another thing that I think that you, I get a little vibe of is a little bit of that uh, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, you know, captured by the samurai and he kind yeah. of starts to believe in the their their way and wants yep. to protect it. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of Dances with Wolves, a little bit of Avatar, you know, that whole <laughs> da- Dances with Aliens is basically what that is. Um, <laughs> it was, yep. But it's, you know, they 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 had a lot of really good things. Uh, all the cameos were great, and it, it, I don't feel like the character the, um, they were gratuitous to Star Wars, but episodes five and six really belonged in a different show. Well, That's okay. what we'll talk. If those were Mandalorian episodes, even with the start and end with with Cobb Vanth on, and, and uh, you know starting and ending the episode, mm-hmm. with Mando kind of linking up with him, yeah, I think that that would have fit perfectly. Like, hey, Boba's asking for my help. You know, that could have easily have been a Mandalorian episode where he goes over to help Boba in a Boba Fett episode. You know? No, this is true. This is true. And of so, course, episode five was t- completely a Mandalorian episode. <laughs> it was a very good one. Yes. Man, so let's let's good. And yes, by itself, it was if it was good. Let's talk about and we talked about all the things we've liked about it and everything. And there's got to be more stuff that we like that we haven't mentioned. Granted. Yes. What was your overall impression of the book of Boba Fett? 
good, like, not great. Why was it not great? Well, two of its episodes barely... did. One episode did not feature Boba Fett at all. Mm-hmm. And the second one featured a non-speaking cameo. <laughs> all right, that that's a missed opportunity right there. It's right. called The Book of Boba Fett. Okay. If you had just if you had weaved like a subplot of what was going on with Mando through a couple of episodes is like this is what's going on in Tatooine. Here's what's going on over here. Maybe it would have worked out a little better or felt a little more organic. But when they said, you know, and they start at the end of whatever it was, episode four, when they're like hinting we're going to need some help, they start playing the Mandalorian theme. Yes. I thought they were going to like try to go find him. It would be like spent like an episode of like. Of them cruising through the universe trying to find him. Right. And then like then he shows up. He's like, hey, I got to go do something. When he said they got to go do something. I thought he would be absent from episode six and then maybe show up at the end and then be in episode (laughs) seven to help fight. I didn't realize that he was going to be like the secondary protagonist of this series. Right. Right. And this is the book of Boba Fett. Right. Which, in some ways, Boba Din Djarin, particularly early Din Djarin, is kind of like a younger Boba Fett. Driven about the bounty, you know, quick to use his weapons. So... Doesn't talk as much. Boba Fett was originally supposed to be a Star Wars story movie. Right. When did they decide to cancel that? After Solo, kind of. Was it after Solo? Yeah. Because I also think that they really didn't have much of a story for Boba Fett, which. Boba this, and Obi-Wan show, were supposed to have movies. This show. Took a lot of the elements of what the movie was supposed to be, accordingly, uh, according, according to sources, Internet sources. I've heard people say that they would have preferred to do all the flashbacks right up front. And just kind of show a progression. Like episode one is mostly. Just, it's all. You know like the first episode. Is like basically. Yeah. Him out of the Sarlacc pit on through. And it kind of goes in chronological order. Rather than the flashbacks. Yes and and that would. You're, you're exactly right. Flashbacks that are half of the episode. Make for an uneven storytelling. <laughs> And if, if done right, it can oh, be okay. Like if you watch early seasons of Arrow, because it was like 50 50, there was always flashbacks going on. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't I've never watched Arrow, but this but circumstance. Had, but usually it was like relevant to that season's plot. Right. Like, and I just feel like we kind of didn't have to know. I mean, it was nice to see him get out of the Sarlacc pit, but it could have opened up with us seeing him get out and then and then cut to him being at uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt's uh, palace after he, he got rid of um, 
What's his name again? Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. After he, and then just move on from there. Um, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I didn't. If they had trimmed down some of the Tuscan stuff and maybe just made it one episode, that would have been fine too. And then make like episode two or episode three, like how he moved from you know to like finding Fennec, finding his shit, and getting back to being Boba Fett. And then you could fill more of the remaining episodes with what was going on with with the Pikes and the other crime syndicates. The only the only downside that I would see to that is the audience already knows where they are. And we're just seeing we're seeing stuff that they that's unnecessary at this point, because we know where they ended up. Right. And if we have three episodes at the beginning of this show. We did. I, I know, but but at least we saw, you know, scenes for, you, could, you know, in you the could, present. You, you know what I mean? trim some of those scenes down, some of the longer montages with the Tuscans. Right. You could cut some of the stuff out there. And you could make that one episode. Rumor has it. You could make it an hour-long episode. Wouldn't have that been interesting? Yes. That would have been fine. Rumor has it that the reason why they showed so much Mando is because they realized they didn't have enough uh, show for Boba. They could have done a lot more. They could have, they could have uh, but they didn't have it. Instead of some faceless pikes, they could have brought back Amelia Clark's Kira in Crimson Dawn. As a threat, you know, you could have had him go off world, or you could but, have seen him go to all the other cities in like yes. one city after another. You could have built a little more, I think. But this was all stuff where Kathleen Kennedy still had her fingers in the dough, you know? These two fingers were in the dough, I think. <laughs> Something along that line. Which, you know, funny thing, when we saw the biker gang uh, spray paint those those letters, those Huttese letters on, mm-hmm. that was K. That was the letter K. And they did two Ks on either side of the door. Mm-hmm. A K on either side for Kathleen Kennedy. That's mm-hmm. another rumor that's out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, fair enough. So, um... I mean, they they did a this. It was very ha- fan service heavy, which you know. I'm fine it, with fan service as long as it contributes to the story, which most of it did. Most of it did. They did have a little bit of a throwaway, like when Boba goes to that, you know, walks out of the desert and beats up the biker gang. <laughs> yeah. The guy yeah. and the girl in there were actually supposed to be Luke's friends from Luke's friends at Tashi Station. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, it's. I was gonna go meet my friends over at Tashi Station. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody did like a side by side comparison with whiny Luke Skywalker from like the first, you know, like from, um, uh, you know, uh, the original and and a little bit of Empire, like when he still got his whiny, and then with Anakin. You know, and how whiny yeah. he was in the prequels. Yeah. The the last it ran in the family, and you're like, oh my god, that was intentional. 
Yeah. It's a family. Oh, God, it's a family. It is. Trait. It's a family trait. Yeah. <laughs> the Skywalkers were a bunch of whiners. So, um, oh, God, I was going to say something. You're welcome, <sighs> folks. I stopped. No, I know. You, you did stop it. Um, oh, okay. Here's the other thing. There was this rumor. So, you know how when Grogu sits down with Luke and... Yeah. You know, uh, Mando way, went ahead. Whole, all of that stuff was great. All great. I think was taken from Mando season three, though. To yeah, be honest right. with it you, it really should have been because it was uh, completely I mean, irrelevant to the book of Boba Fett. It really was. So the you know we see Mando you know have his spear you know changed and made for foundlings, and he had a, a chainmail shirt made for Grogu, and then He's Luke thrilled. used the. Yeah, I know. I thought of the same thing. Um, so, and he had Gro- Luke had Grogu choose between a lightsaber, Yoda's lightsaber, and the chainmail for the Mando. And uh, and and now the thing is, if he chose the chainmail, then he would forfeited his uh, studentship over at the Jedi Academy, which Probably fine saved his life. It could have. Um, there was this big rumor going on, which I think there's a bunch of backlash happening right now, where this was going to be the evidence of them erasing the sequel trilogy. Did you hear about this? Yeah, but it's at the same spot that it was. they were building the temple that you saw in the flashbacks in, in the sequel trilogy. That temple could be there with an erased sequel trilogy, sure. but... The thing was, I guess, I guess Ben Solo was Luke's first student. Was that established in the movies? Did we know that? I don't, I don't know. I uh, just knew he was his student. Uh, That's all. We knew he was. Rumor was that it was he was the first. Um, and if Grogu chose the lightsaber, that meant he was going to be the first student, and therefore, suck it, Kathleen Kennedy. The sequel trilogy is erased, which, again, that's a whole lot of conjecture. It was happening. And I swear there is a there is a big backlash right now on having Grogu go back to the man, though, even though it was one of the most touching scenes with him jumping out of the pouch onto Bando's chest in the middle of that chase scene. (laughs) Again, you know. The problem is, too, is that everybody was worried, well, he went away. Disney just shot themselves in the foot with all yeah. the merchandising and marketing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And merchandising. That's where the real money is. I'll say the scenes on at the Jedi Academy, they were great. You have R2-D2, Ahsoka Tano, Luke Skywalker... Baby Yoda slash Grogu and Mando. But you get to see how the, the the temple is being built. You get to see some of Grogu's early training. Now, what I'm very curious to see, and this was a good tease, the Order 66 flashback they did. Yep. Who saves Grogu? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it was um, Kanan. 
Or was Kanan off-world? Kanan was off-world. You saw that in the first episode of The Bad Batch. Oh, never mind then. So, there's thoughts that it could have been. You know, there's rumors. It's Mace Windu. He survived. He saved Grogu. (laughs) Dude fell. Dude fell about 300 stories first. (laughs) You know. And he had his hands cut off. So <laughs> one hand. One I thought hand. he had both. Jedi. No, just no. That was Dooku. Uh, oh man. <clears throat> but you know, there's discussion. Well, did Anakin save Grogu for Palpatine or something? Was it Barriss Offee who saved? You know, Barriss Offee. Now, did you ever get to the end of season five of Clone Wars? No. That's where Ahsoka is is expelled or she leaves she ends up leaving the jedi order after being after being falsely accused by her former friend which i i guess i do you want me to spoil it (sighs) no no i'm i swear i will watch it okay uh... that that's a great arc by the way so anyway there's 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 some people who they think maybe maybe it was the jedi librarian who showed up was the one who was helping Obi-Wan in the Jedi Library. Mm-hmm. Jocasta knew that she showed up a few times in the Clone Wars, who was a confirmed Order 66 survivor. Hmm. You know? Yep. So there's, so I think that may be answered next season. Well, he was wearing similar clothes that the librarian wore. And he looks like he's wearing a cut-up pouch. <laughs> There's that too, yes. Now, uh, you see, and here's the thing. Some of the most compelling stuff is not Book of Boba Fett related. Correct. Who who (laughs) saved Grogu? Will we find out that in Mando, or will we find that out in Ahsoka? Who knows? But we're not... (laughs) It wasn't Boba Fett saving him, I can tell you that much. No, no, it was not. And again, which just makes me wonder... For all of their efforts to try to, you know, make Star Wars good storytelling again, they 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 went ahead and did this. This is the first, I think, misstep because season seven Clone Wars, fantastic storytelling. Season one of Bad Batch was, I think, very good storytelling as well. Animation is different than live action, though. Like right. you, can, first you can you can rewrite seasons. as you're animating. Right, but still the first two ep- seasons of Mandalorian were very good. Yes. So and then but but also the don't Disney forget Disney TV shows run by these guys who are real fans, but not just like they're fans, but they're not like fanboys who like let headcanon get away from them. Right. But <laughs> don't forget that Obi-Wan was supposed to start filming in, like, March of 2020. And, and but Kathleen Kennedy canceled it in December of 2019 because she, re- they, she was like, we don't have a story here. Even though she said all six or seven scripts are done. I think that there's a good story there. I like, I'm very curious about that one. You know, they've got Andor. About why coming. they did that? 
or no, why they scrapped Obi Wan? About I I think there's a good story with Kenobi. No, there is, but my point is that was a live action TV show that they just went ahead and delayed two years. You know, uh, pandemic not, you know, uh, notwithstanding. I know it had been up and down for about a decade. This Obi Wan plan, so. But they, I mean, they, they didn't have scripts. They didn't have a good story. They just scrapped all those scripts that they had. Like, that's a question. Uh, that that's a misstep right there. Well, yes, but as far as the Boba Fett story, what do you think overall? What kind of grade would you give the show overall? I'll give it a B plus. All right. If we took out the two Mandalorian heavy episodes, what do you give the rest of it? Uh, it, then it would, then it just feels like an overly long movie. It, does, it wouldn't feel episodic. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about the episode three <laughs> jet jet uh, motorbike uh, chase and uh, <laughs> in the little middle of a, most episode. I was I was very disappointed with that. Everyone was. It was very sluggish and it was slow. Jerky. Yes, slow jerky, and the animation was terrible. I was yeah, but what if you, when you watch. Din John flying in that rebuilt starfighter. The animation's phenomenal. Right. So why was that the case? I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it might have been the bikes are part of the problem. The bikes definitely were part of the problem. They're, ug- they're ugly. They, I mean, they're they were throwbacks to 1950. What, what were they doing? 60s. American graffiti? Like- no, these were... The mod culture of the 60s in Britain. That's what it's from. I don't know anything about it. It looks like something out of Austin Powers. Right. Uh... <laughs> so it, I, I think it's kind of over. I think it was overdone. I mean, oh, we've, uh, yeah, we've seen absolutely. better so that speeder bikes. Yeah, you could have, or you could have made it better. You could put them on. Regular speeder bikes, which seem to work better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which they seem to, yes, absolutely. You, you so, gotta love when Boba says we're trying, we don't want to destroy the town, and he has guys chased down. This dude, that destroys parts of the town. The fight with the Rancor destroys parts of the town. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, all right, I'll say this. I would say I would give it a B- minus without the Mando episodes, and here's why. Number one, that animation scene, that's a problem. And number two, we don't learn about Boba's motivation until episode five, episode six, six. I think it's six where he's like, don't you I'm just tired of having the wrong people in charge. And don't you want to just answer? You know, it it was something it was something very random where it sounds like he wants to retire. But he wants to liberate these people. But that was never it was I mean, but he also kind of wants to be a crime lord. Right. So it, it just it felt very muddled. Like his yes. whole motivation of doing what he was doing. Yeah. And you know, you there was not as much character development of his co stars. Like outside of when he finds Fennec and, and heals her and when she helps him get 
his ship back. That's it she gets from character development. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, that's my grade. What is your grade? I I agree. A B- minus without the Mando episodes. Uh, because you had some very good things. The Watching the Rancor pieces were good. Uh, they were entertaining. I think the Tuscan scenes, while at times I think maybe they could have trimmed some stuff there, were I think overall they were very well done. They're really it good. Felt like we already saw it in Mando, though. No, not the learning and being accepted into the tribe. Mando already had like this kind of he could talk to them, like they didn't try to right. murder him. <laughs> so. So okay. it's it's interesting, you know. So you agree on the B minus as well. Yeah, I mean, when you look at, I I kind of wish they had done a little bit more with um, the the Twi'lek runner of the establishment. You know. You know who he reminded me of? Oh wait, you mean Jessica Beals? Yes. <laughs> she that was a lost opportunity. I I wish. Yeah. Uh, you know, she added a whole lot of uh, possibilities. And and I thought that scene where she, she kind of calms down uh, Black Cursitan in, in the mm-hmm. bar when he's going batshit crazy and yep. like wrecking those Trandoshans, which, by the way, you knew that was coming. Trandoshans, like, hunt and, and skin Wookiees. Come on. You can't put these guys in the same room. That would be a good motivation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was um, her attempts to calm him down were very, and of course, she had this kind of regalness about her. Yes, which I wish we saw a little more of. Um, she looked, you know, the the costume was f- fantastic. Was it Jennifer Beal? It was Jennifer Beals or Jessica Beals? No, you're thinking Jessica Beal, who was. You know, who's married to Justin Timberlake and right. She, she was in the A team. Yeah, Jennifer Beals. She yeah, was in Flash Dance in the eighties. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um so, yeah, well no, I, I found it to be good. Okay. And it, and at times very fun. A lot of the fun, I think, was fan servicey, which again, not a bad thing. But the question is, I liked some of my favorite scenes, like with Boba, was the payoff with Cad Bane, because yep. that's there's a, history that, there. There's a history there that was good. I almost anything, anytime Bane was in, was awesome. Yes, yes. The Rancor parts were pretty good. Fennec Shand showing off her badass skills. Also really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, when you add in the Mando stuff, his, his, uh, you get a great scene of him bounty hunting again, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Seeing him struggle to wield the Darksaber was interesting. Which they, they alluded to uh, a little bit more, but... We're not going to see anything about that until season three of Mando. Right. You see, that was interesting. I do think 
the only I think they should have shortened up the building the ship scene. I didn't think they needed to. Spend I mean, there's as long. a lot of things that they could have clipped here that just went long. The yeah. Tuscan Raiders, the building the ship. I, I, honestly, as much as I love seeing Luke, all that time between him and Grogu, the, all of those scenes, we could have seen every single one of those scenes, but they could have been cut in half. I, I found most of them to be pretty good. I didn't think that there were a few small cuts I would have done, but overall I enjoyed them. The frog scene made me laugh my ass off. <laughs> well, yeah, and that, that was to be... Uh, the, and that was course, by design, of course. Some of these things, I think, were designed to show you how much better they got moving the puppet, how much yes. better they were able to show the computer-generated version or show how they were able to move the puppet better. Yep. <laughs> or what, when Luke lifts all the frogs and you see the puppet's eyes just yeah. get huge. No, yep, absolutely. You know, seeing him... Obviously, some of it was a little herky-jerky, like when they're trying to get him to stand down at one foot and stuff like that. But overall, pretty good, you know? The, the specs were good. <laughs> you got to see a lot of... You, you're realizing that this puppet, the animatronics with it, is good that you actually can see expressions on its face. Like... It does I, feel like they're adding on to this puppet more and more. I admit that my heart broke a little when you saw the look on his face when in the Order 66 flashback. Yes. Yes. It it, it breaks your heart a little bit when you think <laughs> of that this, and, you know, that was like 25 years before, so he was like an infant, not just like a toddler. I mean, he's yeah, really little for a year. 30, 30 years. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and he was not one of the children who was slaughtered by another Jedi Knight. No. <laughs> Master Skywalker. <laughs> that that was a really... That might have been one of the top three darkest moments in Star I, Wars. I gotta say, I am glad that that movie came out before I was married, before I was engaged, before I had children. Because that scene hits different if you have small children in your life. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and I'm glad that Lucas went with the implied horror on that Oh, one. my God, yes. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> so, anyway, I think that's a good way to go out. Implied horror when we're talking about the Book of Boba Fett. No, I, I, I actually have <laughs> one more piece I want to really kind of discuss before we do it. Just get, bear with me. The Book of Boba Fett is an interesting bridge to the rest of the galaxy, and it, it almost seems like for for the franchises that they're building, it almost feels like they were using it as a testing ground or a jumping-off point for other things. Like, you get a little bit of Ahsoka talking about, oh, you know, she's not staying. Well, now she's got to get back on her quest to find Thrawn and Ezra, right? Yeah. You get Mando and Grogu. They're, Grogu's no longer at the Academy, but I bet you there's Jedi are going to show up again somewhere. Probably. Or, or Grogu's going to get a lightsaber or something. There's you're not, That part with him leaving Luke 
that's not over yet. No. I hope not. <laughs> so then then you they're, get they're setting up this delicate web of uh, of a universe at this point where yeah, this I, is I, a spoke uh, not a bridge but n- more of a spoke or the the center of the spokes where where things are starting to branch out now. Right, you're starting to see like cuz maybe there is a second season of Book of Boba Fett or maybe you see these guys show up in other people's stuff. You see Ahsoka is going to happen. You know, well, it, you know, it, Mando feels like he needs to go redeem himself. So he's got to go wash his, wash himself in the waters below Mandalore, which I think season three of that's going to happen because they wouldn't have mentioned it if, if it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> so I think season three is going to focus on, the retaking of Mandalore. So you'll see Bo-Katan. You'll see... Oh, because they talked about... The, the armor talked about why Bo-Katan lost the Darksaber. Because she wasn't worthy. She was It was gifted to her. Yeah. Which is another hint about Sabine. Who they think will show up... Who I think is going to be in Ahsoka. So you have... Some fan service. And definitely some... Groundling, how a lot of people got on Iron Man 2 and like Age of Ultron for like trying to stuff too many things in there to set up other things. Maybe that's what this was. Maybe it was an Iron Man 2 situation or Avengers all, you know, Age of Ultron situation. Yeah, where they're they, were, they were stuffing it to to set up so many other things. Yes. Maybe that's the yeah, actually that's a good analysis. I think I would agree with that scenario. Well, I mean, because it shows just all the different characters they bring in. You bring back characters from the Mandalorian that are going to affect the Mandalorian's journey. You see people who are going to affect Ahsoka's journey as she gets her own TV show. Yeah. So. Okay. Well. Now, I think that... that, (laughs) Do you think that that was a good addition at the very end before we cut off i think so rather than implied horror absolutely (laughs) so more hopeful ending my friend (laughs) you might as you might as well have given us a new hope always Uh, all right well on that note everyone thank you for joining us uh just uh wait until next time until then guys keep dreaming we'll keep working so long everyone hey and remember folks if they had cut all those things out it would have been the book of bob fett with one t we'll see you on the high ground (laughs) i can only just i I picture bob odenkirk at that point Those Sci-Fi Guys is an independent broadcast by Alpha Site Productions, produced by DT Cavman and PS McKay. Music courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow PS McKay on Twitter at PS McKay, or go to thosescifiguys.com for past episode information.